Welcome to the Round Rock Church of Christ Teaching Podcast. We're a faith community located in the central Austin area that gathers at 8.30 a.m. and 11 a.m. on Sunday mornings. We hope this teaching blesses you as we become spirit-filled and spirit-led Jesus followers for those who do not have a home. Good morning, church. How are we doing so far? Good, 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 good. Hey, if we have not met before, my name is Zane Witcher. Uh, I am the preaching minister here, uh, and if we have not met over the past two weeks, that would make sense, because uh, I've not been delivering the word uh, the past two weeks. I have not been doing my responsibility. No. <laughs> um, each, uh, each summer, the eldership gives me uh, two Sundays uh, to actually go off and pray and prepare for the year, and I'm extremely thankful for that. Uh, I am coming back from that uh, very full, uh, and I am ready to launch into things. Um, I want to say a huge thank you to uh, the past two people who have helped kind of make those weeks possible. Uh, If you're here with us last week, Elsie Alexander uh, brought the word. And if you have not met Elsie or the Alexanders yet, I highly recommend. They are a family that is with us, that is blessing us in a ton of different ways. Uh, I'd love for Elsie to preach again at some point. Uh, They just celebrated an anniversary as well. Uh, so if you see him, be like, hey, y'all, okay. Um, the same person I wanted to thank, of course, was uh, Matt Delano. Um, I call Matt our crown jewel of Round Rock uh, Church of Christ. Um, he is an absolute just blessing, and I'm thankful for him. When I, uh, when I first uh, said yes to this church to come serve, uh, I went and I did a wedding. And when I went to the wedding, uh, this man who I never knew just walked right up to me, and he goes, you did this. And I get accused for a lot of things, but I, I usually get context when I'm accused for things. And uh, I said, sir, I don't know what you're talking about. It. And he goes, you took Matt Delano from us. And I said, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. He goes, our church wanted Matt Delano to come join and serve with us. And I was like, look, I just got to Round Rock. Round Rock was just really wise and asked him to serve long before, long before I got here. Um, so this church has just done an awesome job, and uh, I hope that you, uh, I hope you support Matt and you encourage him a ton. Uh, before we get to this week, I do want to make a small note about uh, next week and the teaching series that's coming up. Uh, I'm going to do a series starting next week that is called Filled and Led. Filled and Led, and that is language that's taken straight from our vision that we're focusing on for the next Uh, three years. And what I would like to ask of you, I don't usually have a suggestion or a request before, but I do for this series. I would like to ask you to bring a Bible with you all throughout this series. And in particular, I would like to ask you to bring a Bible that you can actually write in, okay? And I know for some of you, that's a sin, okay? So I'm asking, I'm giving you a week ahead to go find a Bible, that you feel comfortable to be able to write some notes in. Because in this next series, I think we're going to lay some groundwork that I think would be helpful as we meditate on the scriptures and walk through them to be able to write some stuff on the side. And let's be honest, some of these Bibles, you you can't get anything in those margins, okay? All right, so I want to invite you, bring a Bible with you next week for the series Filled and Led. That's coming up next week. Uh, so this week, what are we doing? Uh, this week, we're taking a break uh, because uh, we want to take some time in service. Uh, we want to take some time in service to bless uh, our new worship minister who is here, uh, Clark Sullivan, this morning. Uh, it's not Jimmy, okay? Uh, Jimmy was leading. That's true. Clark is here, okay? 
Clark is not synonymous for Jimmy, okay? He's not in disguise, all right? I just want to assure you of that. Uh, and we also want to uh, bless and thank the Coopers uh, for being here. Thank y'all for delivering what y'all did this morning uh, and speaking to what ministry y'all are doing. We want to bless you at the end of this service. Uh, I want to invite you, I'm going to center our thoughts before we bless them. Uh, if you wouldn't mind just standing for the reading of God's word this morning, uh, I'm going to read the text that's going to help us uh, prepare. Our passage today is going to come from Exodus 30. It's going to start in verse 22. So God spoke to Moses. He said, I want you to take the best spices, 12 and a half pounds of liquid myrrh. I want you to take six and a quarter pounds of fragrant cinnamon, six and a quarter pounds of fragrant Cane. I want you to take 12 and a half pounds of cassia oil, and I want you to mix them all together for the standard of the sanctuary. I want you to make these into a holy anointing oil, a perfumer's skillful blend. Now, here's what I want you to do with the oil. I want you to use the oil on the tent of meetings. I want you to spread it on the chest of the testimony on all of the tables and utensils and lampstands and all the utensils that go with the lampstands. And I want you to put it on the altar of incense. I want you to smear it on the altar of burnt offerings. I want you to consecrate everything so they'll be soaked in holiness so that anyone who knows as much, even touches them, will become holy. Then I want you to anoint Aaron and his sons. I want you to consecrate them as priests to me. Tell the Israelites, this will be my holy anointing oil throughout your generations. And do not pour it just on anyone. Don't copy the mixture. Keep it holy. For I am holy. This is the word of the Lord. Will you say amen with me, church? So, Lord, will you, uh, will you bless this time? Lord, will you help us receive your many blessings? And may we also be able to be filled in such a way that we can bless others as we go out today and we live in your kingdom. Pray all this in your name, Jesus. Amen. You can be seated. Uh, it was about five years ago that uh, my spouse and I became those people. Uh, and I would like for it to be on the record that I was very resistant, okay? I restrained for a long time being those people. I got to warn you, if you become those people, it happens so fast that you don't even know it's happening. One day you look and you're like, don't be those people, and then you become them, okay? And you may wonder, what kind of people did we become? And I'm here to confess at church this morning that uh, we became People who use oils, okay? Like, not like, not like 10W30 oil. Like, I'm talking like the essential oils, okay? I'm talking tea tree, lavender, peppermint. You name them all, we use them. I tried to hold off as long as I could. I really could. My wife, she bought into it a long time before. And she was like, you got to try these oils. I'm like, I'm not going to be those people that carry around oils with them everywhere. And I guess my resistance to it was just, it, it feels like if you're an oil person, like you're all in the game or you're not in the game at all. 
like you have to own all the oils. And I don't know if you've seen the price of those bad boys. You got to put down three loans, your dog and a kidney just to buy some of that oil. And she was sold. She was like, each oil, it's got a purpose. It can heal, Zane. Whatever. She would embarrass me in front of people. She would literally say, when I was in front of our friends and loved ones, she'd be like, hey, Zane, don't forget your oils. Shh. What are you doing? And then one night, I was restless. I was desperate. And I look over. There's a small bottle of lavender oil just on the side of my bedstand. And I was weak. I was weak. And I grabbed it. And I'm pretty sure the conversation in my head went something like the equivalent of like, I can't believe we pay money for these things. I don't even know why I would anoint my... <laughs> and I can mark it. I can tell you the date on the calendar when I became an oils person. It was that night. It's powerful. It was strong. You ever used lavender before? It will put you to sleep. Some of you are like, no, I get it. You're still in denial. I get it. I completely get it. It may surprise you to know that if you look back in the scriptures, God's people are oil people. In that passage that I just read to you a moment ago, when God is establishing a home, when God is going to make a group of people who are different, this God comes and says, I want you to mix some oils. I want you to do something really weird. I want you to put on all the things that claim as my place. And not only do I want you to put it on the place, which by the way, I read you the text, they drench the house of the Lord in oil. It's covered. It's slippery. It gets everywhere. God also says, I want you to anoint some individuals that will also help the people of God follow in the ways of God. And if you listen to the mixture of that oil, you'll find that that oil would be a sweet and intoxicating oil. Long before the servant of God ever shows up right in front of you, you would smell him. Even if you didn't know where the house of the Lord was or where the Lord was dwelling, you could just smell when you were getting extremely close. When God uses scent-induced oil, it's a way of reminding God's people that God is present even when you cannot see Him or sense Him. The Bible has a theme of yelling in God's story. Don't forget the oils. All throughout the Scriptures, if you remember the story of King David, when Samuel comes upon this young king, he's barely out of acne, okay? He, Samuel finds this is the one that God wants. The very first thing that Samuel does is he anoints him in oil. If you remember the story of Elijah, when God needs a spokesperson for the rest of the people, one of the first things he does is he comes and he anoints with oil. Even the ministry of Jesus, when Jesus is walking around, when he first kicks off, the gospel message. One of the very first things he says, you know, the spirit of the Lord is upon me and he has anointed me to proclaim the good news of the Lord. To free the captives. If you remember any of the letters, that there's certain parts within the scriptures 
where there's actually oil that is instructed, like in James, when it talks about the elders gathering over someone who is sick and anointing them with oil. Oil shows up in all parts of Scripture because oil is an outward signal of the spiritual inward reality that's happening with God's work. Oil is the symbol of God's empowering presence. Oil is another way of signaling the Spirit of God. And in the Scriptures, when oil is placed on someone, it's a recognition that the power of God is going to work through them. But then you have Paul, one of the best missionaries that the world has ever experienced, in a letter that we call 2 Corinthians, He says very uniquely to not just a group of Jesus followers, but also Jesus followers like us. He says words like this. Now it's God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He has anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us, and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing to us what is to come? The, new, the good news I want you to hear this morning, church, is simply just this. If you have accepted what God has done for you in Jesus Christ, you are anointed. That is the comfort that Paul gives to all of us, that you are dripping with blessings. Blessings that you know and blessings that you don't even know. That there is a spirit deposited in you that assures you that God is working and that God is guaranteeing something in your future. You know, I I, uh, grew up in a uh, really small church in the uh, summers uh, over at my grandparents. Some of you have heard these stories before. You're like, I'm exhausted of it. It I have two breaks of it. my grandparents' church, it was super small. The building was smelly, okay? I never liked it. Um, I remember, though, that there was one song that when we sang that song, uh, the room got really quiet and really still. Uh, if you come from uh, the tradition of this church, you may recognize the song. Uh, the song was called uh, Sweet By and By. And uh, I remember that um, they would always, every week, there were pews, They would put us on the front row of the pews as kids, um, and we were rowdy, okay? And they didn't put us up on those front pews uh, because it looked cute or like they wanted us to like learn the ways of the Lord. They wanted to do it so they could thump the back of our heads, okay? All right, some of you know what I'm talking about. Not because you got thumped, but you're the thumpers, okay? Some of you are like, yeah, I did that. They would always keep us in line. But anytime, anytime we sang that song, sweet by and by, Even us as kids who didn't fully understand all the words knew that there was something really important in the words we were singing. And one of the words, one of the verses, it says this, there's a land that's fairer than day, and by faith we can see it afar. For the Father waits over the way to prepare us a dwelling place there, in the sweet by and by we will meet on that beautiful shore. I'm not going to sing it to you because I would be in puddles if I tried to sing it to you. There was something in that small church that we learned that when we sang those sweet words, it was like an aroma just filled the room. 
It was the people of God declaring what is guaranteed to come. That God one day, at the end of our lives, will receive us and dwell with Him so uniquely, you could almost taste Him. And oil. Oil is the promise of God, the reminder of God. That the guarantee that one day will be true is also a guarantee that you and I can access a glimpse of today. When you are anointed, when the Spirit of God is in you, the Spirit actualizes in the present what will one day be guaranteed for all of our futures. Humans can only bring human life but the Spirit of God can bring a spiritual life. And where the oil or the anointing of God, the dwelling of the Spirit, where God is and dwells, there is flourishing that happens after it. We know this because, you know, unlike these words that the Father waits over the way, we know that the message of God is that God did not wait that God actually made a way in Jesus Christ to say, I want you to start experiencing heaven right now. Not just a long distance far away, but I want heaven to actually get in you. So God came to earth and he dwelled. And when he dwelled, he dwelled faithfully and lovingly and humanity was not faithful or loving back to him. As a matter of fact, Jesus experienced the worst side of humanity, and he accepted this. And even all four gospel writers that tell us the story of Jesus even tell us that at the end of his life, he welcomed a woman who came before him and poured oil all over the top of his head, all the way down to his feet dripping in fragrance. You know, a lot of people have written about in Jesus' time, hygiene was not a regular thing. Showers were not a daily thing. Many people actually believe that if you had oil, this perfume that was dumped over you, it would stay with you for days, if not weeks. Have you thought about how your Savior everywhere he walked. When he gave himself every step of death, fragrant, flourishing, followed. When Jesus was carried away and arrested, the last thing that was left in that room was most likely a fragrant sense. Those who beat him, those who carried him, would have had the smell on their clothes and wouldn't have been able to actually take it off. Even the criminals that died to his left and his right, their last breaths may have contained a sweet fragrance. Wherever Jesus gave of himself, a fragrance of flourishing came behind him. To put it clearly for you what I'm saying this morning, 
Is Jesus allowed pain and suffering to be poured out on him so he could pour his love in the words of Romans into your hearts this morning? He poured out his life and his blood so his spirit could be poured on you. And you are anointed in Jesus Christ that every time you give of yourself, every time you offer yourself, every time you sacrifice, there is a fragrance of flourishing that can happen afterwards, not by your own power, but by the Spirit of God. The Spirit brings the guarantee in the future into the present and works through us. And the reason I mentioned this this morning is that in a moment we're going we're gonna to bless and we're going to anoint Clark Sullivan uh, for the ministry he's doing here. We're going to invite the Coopers up this morning as well and bless them. Um, and I guess I, I, I say this this morning to remind us, you know, we have certain people in this church that we ask them to live their lives uniquely, to claim that the Spirit of God works through them so they can remind all the rest of us that the Spirit of God can also work boldly through us. It's one of the reasons that the early church in the first couple centuries they would anoint certain groups of people. They would anoint those who were first baptized. They would anoint those who were becoming new ministers. And they would also anoint those who had lived a saintly life at the end of their lives as a way of marking them, of asking, God, can you work powerfully through this person so that we can all be reminded that the Spirit of God works powerfully through us. So that's what we're going to do for a minute or two. I want to go ahead and invite Clark Sullivan uh, to come on up. I also want to invite one of our uh, leaders, uh, Ken Cole, who's going to uh, commission him today. Uh, you, know, you guys can come up. You don't have to be shy. Uh, I also, um, we have a treat for us this morning. Uh, we're also inviting um, Slade and David Lynn uh, Sullivan, uh, who are here with us this morning. Um, they are leaders at the home church that Clark has been at for a really long time. And uh, they're here actually this morning to uh, give you the handoff and uh, bless you and say words over you this morning. So I don't know if I told you that this week, but we're, we're doing that. Okay, great. They fill you in. They fill you in. They got you. You'll want to sit down for this. Okay. All right. <laughs> Morning, y'all. Thanks for driving in. <laughs> 